get started. And I'll read these and then we'll have a word of prayer together. The Bible says, As Jesus passed by, he saw man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle. And he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. And he said unto him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpretation sent. He went his way, therefore, and washed and came seeing. The neighbors, therefore, and they which before had seen him that he was blind, said, Is not this he that sat and begged? And some said, This is he. And others said, He is like him. But he said, I am he. Therefore said they unto him, How were thine eyes opened? And he answered and said, A man that is called Jesus made clay and anointed mine eyes, and said unto me, Go to the pool of Siloam and wash. And I went and washed, and I received sight. Then said they unto him, Where is he? And he said, I know not. Let's pray. Lord, we ask that you'd bless our Bible study this morning. We're so thankful, Lord, that we can come, open up the Bible, and learn more about you, draw closer to you. We just ask your great blessing upon our, our time today in Sunday school. Be with the classes that are taking place downstairs. Be with each teacher and all of the students. And then bless the morning worship service. And we ask your blessing upon the junior church service as well. Lord, let all that we do today bring honor and bring glory to you. We're reminded, or I'm reminded this morning of the scriptures. This is the day that the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. In Jesus' name, we ask and pray all of these things. Amen. All right, so we're kind of. Uh, Got a few more miracles to do, and uh, we'll have worked our way through all the miracles of Jesus, and we've kind of progressed through his three-year ministry. But here is the, the miracle of the man that was born blind. And we've been reminded, you know, through all of these miracles, whether it's one like this, the man whose eyes were opened, or the lame that can walk, and the deaf that can hear leprosy that's, uh, that's been healed, that the greatest miracle is really not any of those things. The greatest miracle, and the reason for all the miracles is the opening of people's hearts to the Savior, for them to come to know Christ as their Savior. And every miracle, really, as we study these miracles, there are, there's, there's so much more that's there. And this is no different than, than all of the miracles. The miracles, well, I had on... on um, well, look at, the, look at the opening paragraph on the handout. So the greatest miracle is not the opening of the eyes, but the opening of the heart to the Savior. It will cost this man everything to confess Jesus as the Son of God. But he's willing to do it, or he will be willing to do it. That's part, by the way, you're going to see that that's part of this, of this text. And we'll talk more about that in a minute. Um, so, but like all the miracles, this miracle is meant to be a launching pad for a message conveying a number of spiritual truths. So in chapter 9, we'll see the stages of the man's spiritual growth leading to his profession of faith. 
And lest they forget actually, because we're not going to have time, I do not believe, but this to really get, to get a, an idea of this whole thing here, you, you would read all through chapter 9, and it actually goes into the dialogue into chapter 10 all the way to verse 21. In fact, quickly, just look at chapter 10 and verse 21. At the end of all of this, there are those that others said, these are not the words of him that hath a devil. And you'll see the Pharisees will, will accuse him of that. Can a devil open the eyes of the blind? That's really the concluding verse to this whole lesson that's taught here. But we're just going to probably just get through chapter 9, and I've just broke it down into these three different points. I've just taken them right out of what the Scriptures say. So we start with this man who was born blind. And the first emphasis here is that with regards to the man, the blind man, Jesus at this moment and at this time, he's just a man. He's just a man. So again, Jesus passes by in verse 1, and there's this blind man. And the emphasis is going to be that he's blind from birth, and we're going to see that a number of times, uh, conferring that he was blind from birth. And a part of a reason I think that that's in the Scriptures is maybe to alleviate any doubt whether or not maybe this man had lost his blind for, or lost his eyesight for a short period of time and now he's, somehow he's gotten it back. I think there's an emphasis here on that. And from a, spirit, well, from a spiritual point of view, what, what is the importance of that? Because remember, there's always a spiritual truth to all of these. It's more than just the physical um, ability for this man to see. What's the spiritual application? Right, each of us needs a, I'll use Paul's example, a, a Damascus Road example. We need for the Lord to, to open our eyes. And, uh, you know, if you've ever prayed for a loved one or a friend or an acquaintance to get saved, you know, I've always tried to pray, Lord, please open their eyes to who you are. And uh, because that's what has to happen. So we're going to see that here physically and there's a, the whole spiritual application. So the disciples, they're looking at it, um, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And we've seen that, that theme throughout. Often there's got to be a reason for this. Now, and then of course we see in this that it has nothing to do with, well, I shouldn't say it has nothing to do with sin because um, all physical ailments that we might have uh, or might get or problems that we have in life, all of them are a result of the fall of mankind, right? Amen? So that's true here with this person. But uh, I don't think that, that, and I think that this, this, and why children are born, like my, I spent a week with my, my brother. He had, um, when he had a child, and uh, Danielle was her name. And she lived for two weeks. And she had a heart defect. And um, I remember going to the hospital and looking at that little baby uh, there, and that baby looked perfect. But that baby was born with a heart defect. And then we got the news. They actually wanted to do surgery on the child, and they, they did surgery, and when the baby was on the operating table, the baby died. Why? 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 Was, was it because 
of sin in my brother's life or sin in my sister-in-law's life? And the answer to that is, listen, I don't believe, I don't believe that, the, you know, I don't know why God allows some children to be born healthy and some children to have a sickness, some children to die. That's all in the hand of God. Like, there's just some things in, that we're not going to really understand in life, why this is taking place until we see Jesus. But the, the, what they're inferring here, somebody must have sinned. And Jesus is going to say to them, no, this is not the case here. This is not the case. In fact, verse 3, Neither hath this man sinned nor his parents, but the works of God should be manifest in him. It's going to be a work of God that's manifested here. Now, you're also going to notice this, too, as we get into this, that there's a theme. And, and uh, one of the great themes is, is there are going to be different people, different groups, emphasizing how could this miracle have taken place? But the question isn't how. The question is always who performed the miracle? Like, for instance, look in verse number 8, or 8 through 10. The neighbors, therefore, they which before had seen him, that he was blind, said, Is not he that sat and begged? So they're all familiar with him. And some said, This is he. Others said, He's like him. But he said, I am he. Wait a minute. He conferred that he was the, this person. Therefore said they unto him, How were thine eyes opened? How did this happen? They look at verse 15. The Pharisees. Then again, the Pharisees also asked him, how he had received his sight. And then look at verse 19. Uh, and they asked him, saying, Is this your son? Now this is his parents, who say, who ye say was born blind. Another confirmation that he was blind from birth. There's the word again. How then doth he now see? They keep emphasizing the how. How is this happening? How can this be? And even in verse, look at verse 26. Then said they, said they to him again, what did he to thee? How opened he his eyes? And again, it's not always for us to understand the how of God. You know, we're, we have finite minds. God is infinite. Our ways are not God's ways, neither are our, uh, his thoughts our thoughts. But it is for every individual to understand the who. The emphasis shouldn't have been the how, the emphasis is who. Who is doing this? Who is doing this? So too many people ask the wrong question. It's not how it gets done, but who's doing it? And the man doesn't... The man at this point... Well, let me did I've kind of given it away. Did the man understand the who here? And what we've read so far? No, he hasn't understand, he doesn't understand the who. He'd understand who really Jesus is. But he's going to see some kind of a great miracle worker. It won't be to the very end that, G, that this man understands now who Jesus is. And that's how faith works. Jesus presents himself through preaching and teaching, and you read the scriptures, somebody gives a track, and you begin to think about this man, Jesus. And then we depend on the Holy Spirit to take us from the from the who he is, a man, to at the very end of this lesson, the man will confess Christ as who he is, the Son of God. So, 
Everybody's asking the how question, but nobody's really asking the who question. But Jesus said here, listen in verse 3, the man, it's not the man or the parents that sin, but I'm gonna, God's work's going to be shown here, manifested, brought to light. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And then he goes on and he says this. Look at verse 6. And when he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle. And he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. Now, two questions for you to think about. So there, Jesus, he literally spit, made clay, and put it on the man. We've seen different ways Jesus has done. Question number one. Jesus used things like this different times to heal different people. Why do you think that is? Why do you think Jesus used different... Sometimes, sometimes he would just touch the person. Other times he would do things like this. Why? Why, why do you think that is? I think that's part of it. I think you're right. I mean, we're well made of clay. We're just dust of the earth. I think that's part of it. But, the, but okay, anybody else? Why? So many different ways. Yes? Could be, but probably people would remember what happened more by the, the whatever the miracle was, the eyesight, the healing. Anybody else? Yes. Yeah, I think you're. I think that's kind of what I was thinking as well. The idea was it wasn't in any specific way, but that there are different ways Jesus healed. It was to take the emphasis off the the how and put the emphasis back on the who. You know, all this, don't we see that today? You know, we see that in some quote-unquote Christian merchandising. Call the number, send a, send, a, send a donation, and we'll send you a, they used, we used to see this a lot when I was just got saved, we'll send you a handkerchief that's been blessed. And, and people will send money and get the handkerchief, you know, or a little bottle of, of anointing oil. And, uh, you know, it can go on and on and on, and there's nothing to that. But people get all caught up in that. But then, what's another reason, do you think, here? I, I, and I think this is the primary reason. And there's actually, if we, if we had read further, there's probably, uh, I'll just give you a minute. Read through verses 13 down through verse 16 and, and see if you can figure out what is another reason that Jesus does it this way. Spitting, making the clay putting it on the man's eyes. Just read through that and see if you can kind of, you should find the answer there. Yes? Yeah, I think that's I think there's truth to that. It's not the answer I'm looking for for this this though, but I think there's truth to it. But what about that? Those verses. Yes, Dennis. That he was a holy, 
Yeah, I think there's some, I think there's truth to that too. It's not the answer I'm looking for. The, the key is in verse 16. Just let everybody, I'll go ahead afterwards. Just read verse 16 again. All right, Charlie, you had your hand up. What do you think? All right, well, go ahead and say what you said. Well, the reason he, I thought you were asking the reason he did it this way at this particular time was it made it look like, it made it look like work. Yeah, that's, that's. He was looking, he was, as Christ did with the Pharisees, he actually welcomed confrontation. Yeah, so you might think, wait a minute, spitting in the ground and making clay and putting on somebody's eyes was breaking the Sabbath law? Yes. It was like work in the sense it would be like, you know, they made bricks, you know, that, somewhat that way. He was breaking the Sabbath. You weren't supposed to do anything like that on the Sabbath. So that's why, that's why I told you, look at verse 16, look at it. Therefore said some of the Pharisees, this man is not of God because he keepeth not the Sabbath. What do you mean he keepeth not the Sabbath? He made clay on the Sabbath day. That breaks the law. There's a lot of laws, crazy. Listen, you could only comb your hair so many times on the Sabbath or you'd be breaking the Sabbath. You can only walk so many steps on the Sabbath or you'd be breaking the Sabbath. What's that? They didn't have iPhones to count your steps. You know, I didn't even know until a year ago that your iPhone kept track of your steps. And it was like, oh, wow, look at this. Like, man, what? Right. So here's Jesus. And, and so they're upset, you know, and I, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself here, but um, that's why, that, that's why he, there's always confrontation. I think it was in, I, I watched the services uh, from Florida. I don't know if it was in last Sunday's message or the previous Sunday's message, but Jesus, or Jesus, Ethan asked the question, you know, he was talking about the Sabbath, and he said, well, what is the Sabbath now? Or, or the better question, I guess, would be, well, who is the Sabbath? Jesus, amen? He is the Sabbath. And um, so, He's, he's, he's doing this time and time and time again. So he does this to the man. He goes and tells him to wash in the pool. And he goes and does it, verse 7. And then he came seeing. And the neighbors are astonished by this. This is the man that's been sitting and begging his whole life. And then some tried to raise doubt. Well, it's like him. No, he said, and, 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 and by the way, Jesus, the man... The man's eyesight came back, but um, the man's Jesus is gone now. Okay, Jesus left. He has never yet seen Jesus face to face. He won't see him till the end of the chapter. So Jesus says, "Go to the pool and wash." Okay, and so he does that. And the others said, uh, or some said, "Well, I think he's like him, but he's not really him." And, and he said, "No, no, no. I'm him. I'm the man." And therefore they said unto him, How were thine eyes open? Look what he says in verse 11. A man that's called Jesus made clay. But he hasn't seen Jesus yet. All he's done is heard Jesus. Another spiritual application. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. His eyes, his eyes with regards to Jesus, he's still, he's not, he's not a saved man. He anointed my eyes, this Jesus, and said unto me, Go to the pool of Siloam and wash. I went, I washed, I received my sight. And he said unto him, well, where is he? I don't know, he said. He's not here. He's gone. And so at this moment, at this time, the man understands there's something special about Jesus, obviously. 
But he hasn't come to the conclusion as of yet of who Jesus really is. He's got to be wondering about this Jesus. Well, then we get into it. Oh, look at Proverbs chapter 4. And uh, actually, I think that should say verses 17 through 18 on your hand up. In the writer of Proverbs, it says, But the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. But the way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not what at what they stumble. I like that verse. The path of the just is as a shining light and it shineth more and more unto a perfect day. Now listen, some people hear the gospel and I think, well, my wife is an example. Really the first time she ever clearly heard the gospel presented to her, Jesus opened her eyes. For other people, sometimes it takes time. And especially we live in a culture now that you know, so few people know anything spiritually. If you went back to when I was young in my generation, most people had some handle of the Bible. Especially, you know, they knew some things. And, but today, as we bring the gospel to people and they hear about Jesus and they hear, sometimes it takes time for that Jesus to open their eyes. This is a, this is this is an example of that. He knows there's something special about Jesus. But he hasn't even seen him yet. So they brought him to the Pharisees, uh, which is probably what they should have done. That was what you did under the law when there was a miracle. You, you went to see the, the Pharisees to the priests. Remember Jesus, when he would cure the lepers, he would say, go tell the priests what's happened. And, um, and it was the Sabbath day that Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. And then again, the Pharisees also asked him how he had received his sight in verse 15. He said unto them, he, he put clay in my eyes. I washed and I do see. That's when, they, that's when they make this accusation, the Pharisees. Ha! Huh, this can't be, this is, can't be, uh, this man is not of God because he keepeth not the Sabbath. Others said, how can a man that is a sinner do such miracles? And so there's this division that's taking place. And uh, Jesus said that he would come and bring division. In fact, elsewhere in the scriptures, he said sometimes even within a home, mother could be against daughter, father against son. Uh, because the gospel is presented in that home. But the Phar- and, and they take different sides. But the Pharisees here, we know through Scripture, they're, they're always jealous of Jesus. They don't like, don't like what's going on here. Remember, Jesus, is, his ministry is growing, and the people or the crowds are growing. And there's hard evidence here. The Pharisees knew. Just, who was it? Was it, was it somebody said... Uh, I think it was Dennis that said it. You know, the accusation is that Jesus is of the devil. It can't be of the devil. He's always doing good things. And uh, healing people and feeding people and, and so on and so forth. Now, we do have to remember this, though, because Paul teaches us this. How is it? First uh, Corinthians, I think it is chapter 11. He says, be careful because there will be some that come to preach another gospel. And there will be another Jesus. And Jesus, the minister, will present himself, or this, this, these false prophets will present themselves as uh, angels of light. So there are there are organizations in the world that do good things, feed people, clothe people, medicate people, and those are great things. But nobody ever got to heaven because they were clothed. Nobody ever got to heaven because they were fed. Nobody ever got to heaven because of any of those other things. And we're going to see this here with this man. You get to heaven because you realize 
the who of who Jesus is and the what of why Jesus came. And the how you get to heaven, well, you celebrate today, the resurrection, amen? So the man says this with regards to Jesus. His faith is, uh, is growing here, or his understanding is growing. Verse 17, they said unto the blind man, What sayest thou of him that he opened thine eyes? He said he's, he's a prophet, must be a prophet. So that's a legitimate response. He's got to be a prophet. He knew the prophets of old. But the Pharisees, they, they don't care. You know, when people, begin to, when people begin to refuse hard evidence, there's not much you can do with them. Some people are just so hard and cold and callous to the gospel. Even when there's hard evidence right there, they just, they don't care. Like what Peter would say later on in 1 Peter, that they were just, they're just willingly ignorant. And some people want to be that way because they're just so hard and cold against the things of God. And the Spirit of the Lord will not always strive with man. And on your handout, this is another account here. This is when Jesus said, uh, back in the Gospel of Matthew, he said, listen, it's not what goes in through a man's mouth that defiles him. It's what comes out that defiles him. And the Pharisees back then, they were offended. And, uh, they, and so it said there, back in the Gospel of Matthew, then came his disciples and said unto him, knowest thou that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this? This is earlier in the ministry of Jesus let them alone, Jesus said. They be blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead the blind, both shall fall into the ditch. And sometimes I think with people, you reach out to them and you try to share the truth and the obvious facts of what the Bible says. And sometimes it gets to the point where there's not much, I'm not saying to give up per se, but really unless Jesus is going to open their eyes to the truth of who he is, you and I don't have the ability within ourselves to convince them of who he is. We can just present the truth, present Jesus. The Pharisees were this way, many of them, all through the Gospels. They just did not want to believe. It just was, it upset their life plan. Well, let's read on here. Let's see what happens. We said he's a prophet, but the Jews, verse 18, they did not believe concerning him that he had been blind and received his sight until they called the parents. So they still don't believe. They've heard the neighbors say, oh yeah, he was born blind. They heard the man say, yeah, I was born blind. And so they said, well, let's get his parents. Let's ask his parents. And so they asked them, verse 19, and they asked them saying, is this your son who you say was born blind? How does he now see? And the parents said, listen, we know this is our son, and we know that he was born blind. And they said, by what means he sees now, we have no idea. We have no idea. Or we don't even know who opened his eyes. He's old enough. Go ahead and ask him. He'll speak for himself. They're kind of passing the buck now. Go, go, go talk to our son about it. But look what it says in verse 22. These words spake his parents because they feared the Jews. Fear will do that. Fear will cause us at times perhaps not to speak up for truth. 
The Bible says that the fear of man bringeth a snare, but whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be, shall be safe. The world we live in wants to put fear in our hearts so that we don't speak for the things of God. And so, the recognition here amongst the man that he's some type of a prophet, the, the, the Pharisees, they're just blind. Verse 22, again, these words spake his parents because they feared the Jews, for the Jews had agreed already that if any man did confess that he was Christ, he should be put out of the synagogue. They've already come to this conclusion. And so the man knows he's going to be put out. He's going to be excommunicated. He's going to be put out of the synagogue where his family and he had been raised. It's happened here. I've, I've, through the years, there have been people who have accepted Christ and they've come out of some religious tradition and uh, really have faced and been ostracized by their family for doing that. Wait a minute. You know, we've been such and such for since your grandparents and your great-grandparents and your great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandparents. And now you're saying all of that was wrong? Oh. And so the man here, he knows. The parents know. Or you think about going to the Middle East or to uh, Indonesia where there are many Muslims and people who are Muslims when they receive Christ as their Savior, uh, some, they can face death. We don't really know anything about that, do we? And so here's what happens. And so um, parents say he can speak for himself. They're afraid of what's going to happen. Therefore, verse 23, his parents uh, he's of age, then verse 24, then again called they the man that was blind and said unto him, give God the praise. We know that this man is a sinner. That little phrase there, give God the praise, it's like a little uh, saying that the Jews had that um, it's kind of like making a pledge, like uh, are you going to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth so help you God? Well, whether he be a sinner or not, I know not. One thing I know, that whereas I was blind, now I see. Well, how did he do it? They're asking again. I told you, he said already. They didn't, but they didn't hear. Wherefore would you hear it again? Will you also be his disciples? Then they reviled him and said, Thou art his disciple, but we are Moses' disciple. They're trying to spiritually use, use this to the spiritual pride that they had. We know that God spake unto Moses, but as for this fellow, we no, not whence he is. They're deriding Jesus. The man answered and said unto them, why, wherein is, why herein is a marvelous thing that ye know not from whence he is, and yet he hath opened mine eyes. He said, I don't understand you guys. He said, I don't understand how you don't know this, this man, Jesus. Because by now Jesus' reputation has spread. He's not only opened mine eyes, but we've heard that he's made the lame to walk. We, we, the deaf to hear. We've heard that he's raised the dead. How is it that you don't know who he is? Verse 31, now we know that God heareth not sinners, but if any man be a worshiper of God, he doth his will, he will hear. Since the world began, was it not heard that any man opened the eyes of one that was born blind? You know, I can't, re I was thinking about this, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but think about this just for a second and we'll move on. Is there any, is there any miracle in the Old Testament of anybody that was blind that could see? 
I couldn't think of any. Of all the prophets and all the miracles in the Old Testament, I couldn't think of anyone in the Old Testament that was born blind. In fact, same thing with leprosy. Uh, I think when Jesus healed the lepers, they were so astonished because I think the only other time recorded in the Bible, and I might be wrong about this too, when, when a leper was healed would have been um, is it Miriam? Miriam. And then, but after that, I, I don't think there's... So that miracle, when, they, when the lepers went to the priests, they would have been astonished that actually leprosy was healed. Another, obviously, indication of who Jesus is. And so, now we move into the final part of this here. Um, verse 32. Since the world began, was it not heard that any man opened the eyes of one that was born blind? If this man were not of God, he could do nothing. And they answered and said unto him, Thou was altogether born in sins, and dost thou teach us? And they cast him out. Well, Jesus heard that they had cast him out. And when he had found him, he said unto him, Dost thou believe on the Son of God? And, and here it is. Now the man's, the man's been brought to this, this point. His eyes were opened physically. He knows this man, Jesus, has done this. He's been confronted about who is this man. He comes to the conclusion, this man must be a prophet to be able to do this. And um, Jesus comes and he asks the question. It's really the question every individual has asked. Dost thou believe on the Son of God? And he answered and said, Who is he, Lord, that I might believe on him? And then Jesus said, Thou hast both seen him, and it is he that talketh with thee. And he said, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped him. As we finish up, that's the eternal question that every person must answer. When a man Jesus is presented, you have to, the person has to consider, well, who is this Jesus? Who is he? Because many people today in the world believe that a man by the name of Jesus lived. The Muslims believe that. Even non-believers believe that there's a historic figure by the name of Jesus. They believe that. But it's not enough to believe that there's been a man called Jesus who lived. Or that even he's a great prophet. Or even that he's a miracle worker. Or even that he's a man of God. But you have to come to the conclusion that he's the Son of God who came to save the sins of all mankind. I am, Jesus would say later on, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, well, it's on your handout, Though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. He asked the question there a couple of chapters later. Believest thou this? Do you believe that? Do you believe who I am? Do you believe why I came? Do you believe what I can do for you? And then there in the account there, she saith unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into all the world. Later on, Jesus in the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus would say to his disciples, well, who do men say that I am? Who, who do they say that I am? Well, some say you're John the Baptist. Some say you're one of the prophets. But who do you say that I am? Who do you say, Peter, that I am? Peter said, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. 
And so if time allowed, we would see now, so this man believes, and then there's really two sermons that Jesus preaches here. We don't have time to get into it, but verses 39 through 41, he talks about there's a judgment that's coming, and he's come because the blind will now be able to see, and I can't get into all of that. And um, the Pharisees did challenge him, though. So are we blind also? And Jesus said, if you were blind, you would have no sin. But now you say, we see, therefore your sin remaineth. Basically saying, yeah, you're blind. And then verse 10, he talks about the sheepfold. And he gets into all of that, and why he has come, and who he is, and that he is the door, the good shepherd, uh, sheep of another fold. And so he finishes with all of that. And at the end of those two short sermons, really, that he preaches there, that's when verse 21 of chapter 10, these are not the words of him that hath a devil. Can a devil open the eyes of the blind? So the, the common people that are listening thinking, this can't be a devil like the Pharisees said. He, th this just can't be. And uh, so all of this, the blind man who was born from birth, the parents, the neighbors, the Pharisees, the crowds that were there, all of this was just a kind of a beautiful mosaic that Jesus brings it all together and shows to everyone just who he is. And uh, what a great truth there. Well, that's our Bible study for this morning. Let's have a word of prayer together. Father, thank you again for this and this and each and every day that you give us. And uh, Lord, as really we think about the resurrection today, help, help us, Lord, every, every day to think about the resurrection, the new life that we have in Christ. We, as always, Lord, are thankful for your goodness. We're thankful for your mercy and grace. Bless the morning worship service. Be with Pastor Ethan as he preaches and be with uh, the junior church as uh, their program goes forth. In Jesus' name, amen.